You can learn a lot about a person by being in forced isolation with them for a month or so. If you thought you couldn't get any closer to a loved one or a spouse, <laughs> think again. And if you live with roommates, well, congratulations, you're now all common law married. But no matter what the situation is at your address, no matter the cohabitation arrangements, we must put up with little annoyances, mustn't we? Minor things, to be sure, but things nonetheless. For instance, their habit of leaving the Tibetan singing bowls in the middle of the floor instead of back in the meditation closet as agreed to on the chore wheel. The way they half wipe down the bathtub after a medicinal bath of sacred flowers and sea salt, and how you were really counting on that sea salt to flavor the beans you've been soaking in what you consider a little healing bean bath. Because <laughs> now you're giving all your food personalities, because we've all been inside too long. What I'm saying is this. You know you love someone when the sound of them blinking is keeping you up at night, but you still look forward to seeing them in the morning. You still smile at each other, even through gritted teeth above your masks, because you read reports of people saying their last goodbyes over iPads, and you only see your parents through FaceTime, and even then it's mostly ceiling or a part of their shoulder and the entirety of a lamp you never liked. What I'm saying is stay kind to one another. Sometimes loved ones pass on, and you can't remember what they sounded like or how their hand felt in yours, but now you can really etch the person you're with into your mind. Every tick, every nuance. Uh, why, if you had to forge a document or appear in person to claim some kind of tax credit or rent relief package, you now could reliably and convincingly be that person. Like the mirror game from theater class, Amped Way Up. Consider it a Plague-era gift. Another arrow in your quiver. After this, when society has broken completely down, we can be whomever we want to be, assuming it's the person you've been living in quarantine with. And if you're living alone, well, you're even more you than we ever thought possible. Or pick an animal or a pet, nothing matters. <laughs> the only thing that really counts is that we're here, in this moment, about to fall through this open portal that leads us to the deep night. Friends, hello, it's me, Del Seaver, and I'm so honored to be your quarantine companion, your fluid druid, as we wade through this next hour of regrets and revelations that we call the Deep Night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and the Gowanus is growing its annual egg-shaped tangles of goo that always appear around Easter. What a time. Think of old Jesus, if he were around, unable to move the rock and get out of there. Forced inside, no doubt grappling with the question, what is Quibby, and why do I not have a show on there? Just like all of us, like that great Joan Osborne song, I hope she's doing okay with all this. I hope you're doing okay, too. So many folks out there have been writing of late, letting me know that this show is helping them through the dark times, and that's so kind of you. Thank you for that. Knowing that even one person is listening to this show, probably having it play softly in a room or a bunker beneath the earth with the door shut or inside the cab of a pickup truck. 
or a Toyota on its last legs that you were meaning to trade in right before all of this went down, and now it's a reminder of how life used to be before the pandemic, when you could drive places and pick up friends or cruise with the windows down or be stuck in traffic along the turnpike or the 405, thinking that maybe you would look good in a turtleneck. And friend, let me tell you, you would. We have been talking this season about my American, and to be honest, a few Canadian, roots and how the past has shaped my and our present. And I don't mean to lose that thread because I was reminded recently, you know, all sorts of relatives reach out in these times, of my great-uncle Dundee Seaver, whose graduation was delayed a year because of the 1918 flu pandemic. And now I have a picture of him in his yearbook next to his sister, my grandmother, Gandry, a year younger but then classmates. So you see, we've been through this before. Things will be delayed. Life will be altered. But for most of us, we'll get to the other side. And of course, we'll do so because we all stayed in and listened to podcasts, but also because of the brave folks out there at the grocery store and the pharmacies and the liquor stores and above and beyond all the frontline medical workers and personnel. You're all heroes. And I hope you all stay safe and healthy. Friends, It's time for a conversation here, perhaps a nice diversion from what's going on. I realize that Katie Kampa has never been on this show, and that's outrageous. So, we fix that. She's here now. A brilliant comedian whose album Heart Pass is out right now. She's always on great shows around town. We spoke over the internet, because that's how you do it now. This is Katie Kampa. Katie Kampa, how are you doing over there? I'm okay, Dale. Strong okay. <laughs> oh, strong okay. How are we on snacks? Uh, snacks? I'm actually running a little low. I'm down to the bottom of my Doritos. Uh-oh. Yeah. Was that the uh, was that the special one? What uh, what flavor are we talking? Regular nacho cheese. I do not mess around okay. with that ranch bullshit. Yes. And uh no, the real special one is hint of lime tostitos, but I finished those like day 3. So <laughs> Oh yeah, that's like, hard to resist. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, are you going out to do that? You, you're having them delivered. I went yesterday and it was so terrifying that I will be going with delivery from now on. And I also <laughs> walked by the grocery store and there was a line to get in. So I went to the health food store, which does not have my junk food of choice. So uh-huh. I believe I will be ordering extra next time I get delivery. Yeah. I think the most traumatic part for me is really the washing of all the groceries before they get brought into the home. Yes. It's very and stressful. And the spraying down. Yes. It's, uh, you're exhausted after it, almost like you've just gone for a swim. Right. And then I'm like, can I get takeout now? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, but. Yes. I prefer Once not. a week or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are you doing the masks? Do you have the mask? I happen to have bought one, like a just a regular little cotton one, um, yeah. like five or so months ago. So I dug that out. And yes, I'm, I'm trying to at least, you know, be socially conscious. If Even if the masks don't work, I feel like it's impolite to be out there with that one. Yes. But evidently, the rest of Astoria does not feel the same. So <laughs> Psychologically, for me, the mask <laughs> is a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even I mean, I definitely I feel like I'm up. choking on my own breath, so it must have some sort of effect. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yes, a good mint is required before heading out. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, Katie, you're very writerly in your comedy. You like language, I fair do. to say. I really yes. like language, yes. What do you make of some of these new quarantine words that we have now? I thought I would give you a list and you can just tell me what pops into your mind, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Isolationship. 
what pops into my mind? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, you uh, know, I feel for people with kids, but, uh, yeah. and I don't have to limit anybody's screen time. And that is a blessing, but I think it's tough all over. Yes. And it could be worse. You could have a quarantine. What do you think of that? <laughs> that would be truly, they did not nail the timing. People with babies like four to eight months, I think, nailed the timing. Anything older than that, I feel very bad for you. <laughs> That's right. And finally, Cuomosexual. Oh, yeah. I'm a strong Cuomosexual, which, <laughs> against my wish, it's not a choice, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, me too. <laughs> he's just there, steady. I, he's our presence. You know, he's not the dad we wanted, but he's the dad we needed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, uh, on the new album of yours, Hard Pash, uh, which I so love. Thank, thank you, you so for much. doing it. Thanks. Um, uh, I noticed uh, there's a few instances of you remarking on language. And um, I, too, went to Iceland last spring, ah, which you talk about. Yep. Isn't it marvelous? It's the best place I've ever been. I want to go back as soon as possible and maybe stay right. there. <laughs> well, I did the thing uh, last night. We took out the clay that we got from the Blue Lagoon and put it on our faces just to be reminded oh, of a special time. Wonderful. I know it was like $99 a bottle for that little stuff, but oh, <laughs> so worth it. They can it. take my money. I, You know how they have those hotel rooms that just exit directly into the lagoon? Yeah. When I make it. <laughs> Yes, First exactly, stop. exactly. Whatever money's left of this thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going there to do it. And some of the things that you noticed, uh, I think uh, you mentioned in Icelandic, were applicable to our moment. Um, weather that was outside that you didn't want to go. Maybe I'm confusing some of those with some Nordic languages, but uh, you tell me. Oh, well, Finland actually is, okay, yeah, they are Nordic, but not Scandinavian. Isn't that interesting? Okay. So the yes. one you're thinking of, I believe, is Kalsarikennit, which is Finnish. And it means, like, pants drunk. But pants in the British sense, like underwear drunk. Yeah. And it means... Wasn't there... Yes, go ahead. It means being drunk in your, in the house in your underwear with no intention of going outside. And it is a beautiful word that we need. <laughs> yes. And it was in the New York Times this past weekend. Oh, was it? Yeah. I see, see they're always on to... I'm usually one step ahead of them. Yep, me but, too. Uh, we're, it's always like I have a thought and then I'll read an article about yeah. it in the, the next day. <laughs> that's just how um, plugged in we are, you know? We are. I think that's true. And we have a lot in common that we're going to talk through. Um, but uh, first of all, and, and and we should just let people know, we're doing this Terry Gross style. <laughs> I can't see you. You can't see me. It's like what we used to call being on the phone. Right. Yeah. I remember it well. Yeah, I'm Generation X, although I look amazing. <laughs> Lots of stretched out phone cords from yeah. one room to the other, <laughs> twisted in such a way the that it could never untangling. fully go back. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> when uh, sometimes you'd think, "Oh, I'm gonna," I wish that had gone to voicemail or something, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, what is your go-to outfit for quarantines? Uh, I have a velour sweatsuit that's been getting a, quite the workout. That I, uh, <laughs> oh. I really haven't worn it because. I feel like it's inappropriate for outside, but you know what? New situation. I wore it outside the other day. So yeah, indoor That's clothes great. have become outdoor clothes. <laughs> oh, there's no rules. No. I've got a real healthy quarantine beard growing. <laughs> I'm a, a, a quickly approaching warlock status. I absolutely support growing out body hair wherever it may be for everyone <laughs> throughout this quarantine. Yeah. Let us return to our primate roots. 
<laughs> now, uh, this is not directly related to that, unless you misunderstand me. But are you letting anything go? Uh, yeah, I've been mostly, I have a very packed schedule of sitting around. <laughs> yes. And that is it. I, I did put olive oil on my hair just before this conversation. And that is <laughs> my, the biggest nod to personal grooming that I think I've made besides showering. Yeah, I'm never going back to regular pants. <laughs> no, that's it. We're done. Athleisure was already here for us, and now Athleisure is here to stay because. <laughs> that's, that's right. I used to make fun of those tech bros, you know, because they had those, those uh, suits that were yeah. made out of sweatpants. No more. You know who I'm I used to make some... fun of? Doomsday preppers. <laughs> no right. longer. No, they're our heroes now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I won't trade for a can of beans. <laughs> Or some homegrown basil. Oh, yes. So many sourdough starters. <laughs> oh, I, I actually muted sourdough on Twitter. I can't. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, thank you. It's been a real time saver. Yeah, yes, I think it's very necessary. Um, uh, I think we're probably only two, maybe three summers away from pandemic parties on Governor's Island, though. <laughs> Where we all Don't wear masks? Think- Oh, yeah, whatever. It's going to be so long, jazz age picnic, hello, quarantine's on the lawn, you know. Right, absolutely. I don't know. I'm I'm definitely fast forwarding into full Matrix yeah. <laughs> Zion party. Oh, yes. It's going to have to be underground. It's going to be the theme for a lot of galas, I think. We'll get some <laughs> museum invites for that. Do you go to galas? Uh, I've been to like one gala in the last, I went twice in the last couple of years for the Bailey House. Yes. Um, which provides housing and support to people with uh, HIV AIDS uh-huh. and uh, LGBT youth uh, who may be homeless. So um, that's the biggest gala event that I've been to, but it is very legit. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, this, I, this was the season for them. There are a lot of them in the spring, sometimes yeah. in the fall. And that but, was the uh, last time I got real dressed up and it was just before we all were told to go inside forever. So, oh. I'm sure well, I ha- was exposed there, but <laughs> well, we have our memories, yeah, for a little while at least. Um, well, uh, Katie Kampa, first of all, <laughs> however many minutes in that we are now, <laughs> I can't believe you haven't been on the show yet. I see here. It's so I feel enjoyable. Like I- I've known you, your comedy, your online persona. Uh, I feel like I know it very well, and yet I think we only met once in person. Is that possible? Uh, it's possible, but I feel like it was more than once, but I know the once that you're thinking of, and I can't think of the other one, so. Yes. Yeah, let's call it once. We're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine there wasn't another time where we were both in the same room. Right. But uh, at least the most recent time for me, uh, uh, it is clear, uh, at the hotel or something. Yes. For a show. Yep, for the RSCP (laughs) show. (laughs) Yes, yes. Not in a hotel Uh, room. (laughs) No, 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 don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm glad you're here now. How long had you been? Have you been in New York, though? Uh, I moved back here in 2011, February 2011. I believe Super Bowl Sunday, maybe a week after Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and I originally moved here after college, but I wasn't doing comedy at the time. I was just an office person. Yes. So it was really. It's been two different cities for those trips. Yeah. I also, you know, I was in San Francisco for five years. So. Okay, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna come back to that. Yes, but uh, you work for a company now that lets you do things remotely, so this is all kind of familiar terrain for you. Yeah, more or less. Although I um I was a member at the Wing. I mean, I am still a member at the Wing. It's just suspended right now. But uh, you know, having a workspace was a lot. It really it also has showers, so 
Yeah, that's really a lady a long office. Way towards, it's a lady office. Yes. Okay. A Got it. Work. Um. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm not supposed to go in there. That's all I know. Right. Oh, I think you're allowed to go in now because some guy sued to be able to join. Uh, oh, because God. you know. Y'all won't let us have anything, but that's okay. I'm sorry. No, it's it's not your fault, personally. Um, (laughs) But it was, like, a lot of days it would be the impetus for me even taking a shower or leaving the house at all. And, uh, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian, and we're supposed to love doing stand-up every night, but I I love staying home. (laughs) So (laughs) I feel like I'm taking the pandemic a lot better than other comedians are because uh, I don't – I've invested in therapy, (laughs) in short. (laughs) Yes. Are there any other tips for remote working that we should keep in mind from an expert? Uh, I would just say that everything competes. All the things on your to-do list, especially now that you're in the house, are competing for the same 24 hours. So if you're home and it's like, I just did dishes before this. Normally I wouldn't do them until end of the day, you know, but that's just uh, an artificial um, boundary that I can ignore if I want to. So... (laughs) I go to bed whenever I'm tired and I do the dishes whenever I have time to do the dishes Uh, and cooking. I do when I'm hungry, which (laughs) I'm coming along on cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Is that not your natural state? Is it? No, I love, I've been living off delivery for like years, literal years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I, I had a roommate until uh, I just for a month. um, And then she was here from Sweden. So she moved back to Sweden like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did she take the lingonberries with her? She is not Swedish. She's American, but yes. <laughs> she also, like, cooked and cleaned. Like, she's married. So I was like, oh, you, like, have wife skills that I don't have. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, honey, I'm home. <laughs> so so uh, have you, what has been your go-to? What have you tried? I've made some uh, chicken, both roasted, which I remember how to do from my, you know, before I started comedy. Essentially, once I started comedy, I stopped cooking. Um, so I made some in the oven and then I tried another one on the skillet and it came out really well. Good. Um, and last night I made some Swiss chard that I got at the store. Uh, really anything I make is an experiment. (laughs) And I also know how to make, um, blueberry pancakes thanks to my German grandmother. So I've been making a lot of those. Yes, I've had quite a few of those myself, too. I will say that I've uh, l- luckily or something uh, lost a little bit of weight, not having because of you, like you're saying, I'm so reliant on the uh, delivery for lunches to my office that I would uh, I think that was a real weakness for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now without that temptation. Oh, I had a very sad ramen today and it's fine. I've done <laughs> down eight pounds. <laughs> I uh, made some ramen because I figured out how to make soy eggs. That's another experimental food that I figured out how to make. It took, uh, you know, 15 minutes, but that's 15 minutes more than I usually spend in the kitchen. Um, Okay. And it came out so good. And then I made ramen and I put the egg in it and it looked much fancier than a regular ramen. It really does dress things up, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, look at this protein. (laughs) Yes. It's a welcome addition. Yeah. I will say this, and I don't know if people have ever mentioned this before, but um, I think apartments in New York could be a little bigger. <laughs> uh, I've never heard that, but uh, <laughs> mine actually is enormous, um, especially oh, for goodness. one person. Like, I'm not even using the bedroom right now. Um, oh. Yeah, it's a thousand square feet. It's pretty ridiculous. I got very lucky. Well. Um when I moved back here, I had a friend who broke up with her boyfriend and asked if I could just stay here for six months while she figured out what she was doing. 
And yeah. at the end of six months, she was like, I can't stay here. Everything reminds me of him. Do you want the apartment? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. So Absolutely. That was almost 10 years ago. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. See, I think after a month spent inside, which basically a hallway with a couple of doors and a closet, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to buy a house. <laughs> I don't have any I'm money definitely, to do it. There are apartments in my building that have balconies, and I'm like, I've always been jealous of the balconies, but now especially I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had yeah. a balcony. <laughs> yep. I just want to go onto Zillow.com and hit buy. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> Pack my crystals and go. Yep. Uh, but as you... <laughs> Absolutely. I've got some charging, although I'm beginning to doubt whether they actually do anything. Right. Um, now, uh, you did, as you said, you did not start out doing comedy in New York. Uh, you did that in San Francisco. Yes, that's where I started. Okay. And, and maybe we didn't overlap at all. I don't know, but I lived there for quite some time. Uh, when were you there? Uh, February 06 to February 2011. Oh, we just missed each other. Ah, okay, I figured. I thought I would have remembered. <laughs> Yes, and I you because uh, would have been in the comedy circles and uh, what what kind of shows were you doing? What were the haunts? Uh, I started at the San Francisco Comedy College, which I don't think is still going, and mm. I did that like almost exclusively for a year because I had such bad stage fright. Um, and then I started getting out and just doing you know like your basic bar shows. I did stuff at the Dark Room. Um. My my friends ran the business at the time, which now uh -huh. they've all moved to L.A. and there's a business in L.A. But the one in San Francisco was better. I am H.O. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> we used to do some shows at the Makeout Room, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. and some with my then wife Ginny, and sometimes without her. <laughs> we did have fun, <laughs> and that later became uh, the Romaine event, right? Yeah, show which mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people did. Um, uh, but uh, it was. Did you find first of all why why what was the impulse to even do comedy? Uh, you, I would you, say you, that, that I not your, fought the impulse trajectory. to do comedy. You fought the impulse. Yes, for yes. I mean, I when I was nine, my parents got cable, and uh, <laughs> I, I, like Comedy Central didn't even exist. But I saw some Elaine Boozler specials. Yes, I saw like a handful of them, and I was like, "What is this? Can I? Do, what is this job?" Like, and my parents were both like straight A nerds. My dad's a lawyer. My mom runs a nonprofit. And uh, they were like, it's nothing. <laughs> like, it's entertainment. That's not for you, you know. Um, so I tried to do, be like a regular grown up and work in an office and be fulfilled through that, but it just never took. So uh, when I moved to San Francisco, I, went, I actually attended a comedy festival with my mom in Colorado. And when it was like, we would walk out of every show. And I would do this anytime I went to see comedy because I loved it. I would walk out and I'd be like, I'm funny. I can do that. <laughs> and people right. would tell me that also if, just in conversation if, even if we weren't coming from a comedy show but it was event like i went to enough comedy shows and would say that after that people would be like yeah you're funny you could do that like all right <laughs> you know and um so after this festival with my mom she was like i think you could do it if you you know why don't you take a class and i was like oh a class interesting concept so uh that's when i started and i and got so serious you, about you, it about a year later when i was like uh oh <laughs> <laughs> you got the bug yeah Yes. Yes. Um, and the thing that I love, and maybe uh, you found this too, with San Francisco audiences, is that they really let you take some flights of fancy, don't they? They really do. Yes. I, I mean, San Francisco like that, is you know? a flight of fancy. Yes, it was. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so bro-y now. And like, you know, every time I go there, it's like I miss it, but I it's not there. Like what I miss isn't there. That's probably I, true. I, what I didn't yes. miss is vegan sushi, you know? <laughs> 
I mean, it's tasty, yeah. but it's, I don't miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but they really would let you take a nice, at that time, and like you said, maybe it's all changed. Um, I try to go back for Sketchfest every year, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I found good audiences and things, but um, they really, and this has been remarked on by others, but they let you take the pause. Yes. And it's no problem. Whereas it... he, here, less so. Yes, I agree. I mean, and I, you know, I was here and I did want to do, I used to go to the comedy cellar when I lived here like once a month or so. And whenever friends came to town, I would take them. Um, but I think if I had tried to start comedy here, it would have uh, never happened. <laughs> I think I had to be in a smaller market like San Francisco that's more supportive and more, you know, open to weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and considered a little bit soft. <laughs> right. I'm a little right. bit soft despite my... Uh, hardened exterior so <laughs> yes soft uh, plays well yeah <laughs> there <laughs> i like to think so <laughs> yeah well see i started out in sketch out there uh so mm-hmm. i wasn't doing the stand-up except for we got into some cabaret stuff like i said at the makeout room and that was much more uh but that was all over the place it right. was really free free wheel and not quite free love but it was free wheeling yeah. <laughs> my friend and, allison uh, is a uh, artistic director for killing my lobster and sure. she's still there. And I think they have a good time. You know, what I've seen from them seems like really funny taking risks. They're, they're having well, that, a good time. So That was my old troupe. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. Back in the day. Yep. Back when they first started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they've <laughs> so been strong. I know, they've been great the whole time they've been around. Thank you. Yes, Which I think I, that's know, true. I don't say that about every troupe. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I was uh, happy to partner uh, with them and get the. The, our cabarets going and they've certainly been very supportive mm-hmm. so yes i always wish them well <laughs> <laughs> could they do more to reach out to their alumni maybe <laughs> couldn't they all <laughs> <laughs> it's true well how do you think back now if you look back at the evolution of your comedy do you ever do this do you think about how far you've come or how you've evolved uh, I do, but I tend to get very self-critical very quickly. So I'm more uh-huh. about living in the moment and especially now. Cause I, you know, I don't feel that internal drive to be creative and have an output. I'm just trying very to like, difficult. be alive until the end of this. <laughs> so, yes. and then maybe I'll have something to say, but right now, you know, I I'm, and I'm lucky that I have a day job that I never made it that, you know, people aren't looking to me for material. I can just put this on pause and pick it back up later. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, it's been a curious moment, I think to, to look on with a sort of uh, jealousy, a certain yeah. uh, curiosity, uh, um, but also knowing that I have actual response and they do too, some of them <laughs> but responsibilities <Right. laughs> and uh, those cannot be just set aside entirely. Uh, I was never, I think uh, as prolific as some of these younger people mm-hmm. uh, are. And I think it's largely an age thing. I agree. <laughs> but, I agree. But uh, so many people doing so many things. Uh, we have a siren coming. I live we right do. The hospital. Oh. So my apologies. It actually seems less today. The sirens. This is supposed to be our peak week, so we'll yeah. see what happened. Yeah. But that's the. the I, I mean, I've noticed here we don't have as many sirens every now and again, but uh, it's all the birds. Yeah, the birds are so. Were they always this loud? I am really. <laughs> or are they just feeling really cocky because we haven't been outside? Although I, I say that thing. I haven't been outside, but when I went outside, there were so many people. I was like, I don't understand any of you. It's alarming when you yeah. see anyone. I guess this is tied into what we're saying. 
seeing anyone not in the same mindset. Yes. <laughs> it's confounding. Absolutely. I'm like, I guess I know who you voted for. <laughs> That's right. A lot of people without the masks. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what was troubling to me. Yep. I thought, well, no, this is what we've all been assigned. See, mm-hmm. I always like to like, I'm look, I'm not a system destroyer. I'm like, how do I make this system work for me? Absolutely. And if the system is I have to wear a mask to go outside or I can only go outside once a week or I have to stay in, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Capricorn. I love rules. I'm like, let's all just do this together. Also, I I bought a sewing machine. We've just been staring each other down because I don't know how to sew. <laughs> Uh, but you know my intentions are good, so hopefully this weekend I'll I'll uh, sew something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. you know I had a sewing machine in my house. I have had one uh, for twenty some years. We moved to this place, and I said, "Oh gosh, you know we're, I'm just never going to use this thing." And we sold it, and now look at us. I know. <laughs> I could be sewing so much. I'm good at it, competent at it. And yet I don't have the tools. I'm not going to get another one. Anyhow, like you said, trying to get by. Yeah, right. (laughs) I can also knit, but you can't knit. Like knit masks do nothing. So (laughs) That's not as helpful, is it? Not as helpful. (laughs) Um, But this is, I I think I read somewhere that you also have a coach or something. I do. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that, you still have that? Uh, I haven't re-upped for another package because again, I don't feel any inclination to create anything just yet um they have offered a couple of free uh sessions for alumni that i just haven't taken advantage of um but yeah it was very helpful i don't think i would have put out my album if i hadn't uh worked with somebody who was like you can do an album like you can ask people for things (laughs) you know you can (laughs) you can get on stage you can do this um yes and you is have it the sad skills. that I needed to spend money to get that encouragement? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Because no, I did it. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I, I I applaud you for doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's just having somebody that's a champion uh, is is necessary. Mm-hmm. To have somebody that's on your side sometimes, just like, sure, do it. And it's it's really <laughs> more just like getting yourself to to believe in yourself more than it is having somebody who's, you know, mentoring you. Yes, um, yes. It's just somebody who's asking that question, like, well, why don't you? And right. they're like, I uh, don't have a non-bullshit reason for why I don't. <laughs> so, okay, good talk, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, I read something that you said, and I want to read it back to you. Okay. Because I, I was struck by it. Well, since the election and with everything going on, I actually take comfort in the idea that none of this actually matters. Death waits for all of us. <laughs> So if I can just have a good time and make some people laugh, then why am I trying to prove myself to people who don't necessarily even care? Yes, I do remember saying that. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. <laughs> thank you. I, it's, you know, there's comfort in nihilism. Um, death wish for is. all of us. I stole from Emily Flake. Do you know her? She's uh-huh. a cartoonist. I do. Yeah, she's been on the show. Yeah, yeah. she's great. So uh, I used to have a podcast with Raquel Diapiece called Kid Life Crisis. And it was about deciding whether or not to have kids. And we are toying with the idea of trying to bring it back from our respective homes. Um, I, again, no drive to be, to create anything. So I don't know if we're going to get there. But um, <laughs> Emily was one of our guests as well. And at the end, we asked for a quote, you know, like what what helps you get through. And that was her quote was death waits for all of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I was like, my God, death does wait for all of us. And who knows when it's coming? And what is any of this even real? Are we in a simulation? You know, so... <laughs> 
That's right. Clearly, work days are meant to be any time. Okay? Right. That's all right. I can construct. And even Money like, why are we doing matter. that? Why are we working? Like, weren't, we, weren't the robots supposed to like liberate us from work? But instead, like I use a computer to market things to other people. It's just a like it's bullshit. It's a fake job. <laughs> Right. It's a fake economy. Money is imaginary, you know? <laughs> it really is. It's just ones and zeros. Yeah. And now now that they're, like, trying to do away with paper, I'm like, so it's literally imaginary. <laughs> and yes. always has been. <laughs> yeah. A real confidence game, yeah. as they used to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's impressive if you can get to the point where you just reposition yourself to see small victories is the whole battle. It took a long time, honestly. And like, if I had, uh, thank God I didn't, but if I had made it, I think it can like mess your, mess up your internal compass about where you're trying to go and what's important, you know? Yes. absolutely. And I, I think a lot about fame because I don't have it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I think it ruins lives as much as it enhances lives. So, you know, that is the thing about it. <laughs> Yeah. You you look at that, you say, well, what are we all chasing? Right. What do we hope to accomplish with this? And then you see people that achieve it and it's ruinous. Yes. And it can and ruin ruinous your, for... your humor, even like the thing that made you famous <laughs> can be taken away by fame. It boggles very mind. quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. And it can not only ruin you, but people that you're with. Right. It extends outward. In yeah. Concentric circles of ruinous behavior it's uh i don't i don't know how you know i don't think i have the answers of how to get through it my my main answer to date has been avoid it <laughs> so <laughs> putting out a putting but, out an album was pretty scary but then you know <laughs> it but it uh, did well it did okay yeah it, it went it debuted at number one and that was exciting um i it, it has not been picked up on satellite radio as far as i can tell which is like odd because every friend i've had who's put out an album has had it get picked up within a few months Um, so I need to like make some calls, but I don't know. I don't even know who to call. So it's also baffling, isn't it? Yeah. I I didn't, I, the industry side of things like just sickens me anyway, you know, (laughs) like, yes, I watched this interview clip with Cat Williams last week. Okay. Talking about the Illuminati and how, you know, if you, if you like, like to say no and you like to, you know, tell the truth, then the Illuminati is not going to like you and they will like knock you down i'm paraphrasing badly but it was a really excellent clip um and yeah so you know i'm like how much i think it's a balance between like how much truth can you tell and still stay in the good graces of the people in charge but i also think there are like different groups of illuminati who all think they're in charge so who's to say interesting interesting I hadn't gotten quite that far to the Illuminati. Well, I'm a huge stoner, so I spend a lot of time thinking about the universe. And... Oh, well, I've, yeah, I like I like to think about that. That's interesting because otherwise it's like uh, I just haven't made the right phone call yet. Or yeah. like why is it this taking me this long right. to do right. when you see somebody else injected into the uh, comedy stream as it were, mm-hmm. suddenly just shoot to the top. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, you just work really hard every day with no breaks until you get your break. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I, what I'm hearing is hard work is nice, but luck is better. <laughs> yes. So I'll work 100%. hard when I want to or when I'm like, when I can see that there's an outcome, but I'm going to otherwise hope I'm lucky. <laughs> but if not, yeah. you know, I'm still, I still existed. I don't think it's... uh I don't think Dave Chappelle exists more than I do just because more people listen to him. 
Yes, that's uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I like that sentiment very much. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, we just do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Have you ever seen see Paris is Burning? No. It's about drag. Queen. I know what it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this woman, Dorian Corey, well, this man who dresses up as a woman, Dorian Corey, and it uh, has a quote where she's talking about like paying your dues and, you know, finding success. And her quote, yes. I have a cross stitch of this quote, courtesy of Pushy Muldowney, um, who uh-huh. you remember from RSUP. Yes. Uh, if you shoot an arrow and it goes real high, hooray for you. And that's how I feel about fame. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And that's what it comes down to, isn't it? I think so. Well, uh, you did also, as as we talked about, spend some time in San Francisco. And uh, uh, did you, did any of the sort of wellness stuff cling to you? Uh, no, I actually made it out pretty wellness free. <laughs> I think. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, my mom's been doing yoga and meditating since I was like ten, so I've always had an aversion to that, just because my mom did it. <laughs> I see. Um, yep. I did. I did start doing yoga there, just because. You know, they give you a ticket if you don't. So. <laughs> yes, you mandatory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but crystals and stuff, I have I've had more of those since I moved back to New York, I think. Really? Yeah. It's kind of uh kind of uh in vogue, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um and certainly we have a, a lot of them now. Yeah. Here. And some of them I'm worried are negative ones. Yeah. How do you tell? Well, you just I just have them? a feeling about Here's, I, I, I'm even a little nervous just talking about it because <laughs> they might hear you. Yeah, I know. I don't Mine want too. them They're to just hear right me. Over. <laughs> but there's a few that I pulled from the bay in uh, Anchorage up oh, there wow. in Alaska, and they're be- very beautiful rocks. But I get the sense every day that they would rather be back at home. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they were from the Jersey Shore, it would be no problem. Right. I'd drive over there and dump them. I've... But them being so far away, it's a real problem for me. So I put them in the windowsill today to just say, okay, here's some sun. Can you, like, face them towards Alaska? It's not a bad idea. I, I, I would like to think that they enjoy the opportunity to travel. I took a couple to Thailand with me when I went. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, I and I did I take them out of the suitcase? No. But uh, they, you left they them went. There? No, no. Or they just traveled with you? Yeah, okay. they traveled with me, and then I brought them home. Ah, I mean, I paid money for them, Dale. I'm not going to just leave them. (laughs) No, I understand. (laughs) Believe me. Although I did find a great source of them if you're ever out in the Arizona desert. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you you that hint off the the air. I went to the Biosphere 2 in the Arizona desert. Yeah. That's what I I think I'm ready to. Yeah, I'd like to go into that. It's so weird. Well, those uh, poor people really had a time I, of it. I think they really did. They were, like, super gassy and cranky before they let them out. But um, a lot of it is still <laughs> operational, so it was it was a cool tour. And, the you know, they have it has lungs, and you go into the lungs and I have them. to do this. Yeah, I have to do it. It was cool. Man. and uh, But then we're all kind of experiencing what those folks went through. Well, I don't think they let you into the living quarters that I recall. But I was late to the tour, and I definitely... Maybe well, I mean, now, friend. now we're, we're all sort of living the biosphere. Oh life. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wish I had a coral reef in my house. <laughs> I don't. Well, they wish they had Doritos probably. Yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing okay. Um, well, uh, I really enjoyed the album, as I said, and it's great to listen to during this time uh, when you're kind of stuck inside. Cause to me, it was like, okay, uh, I'm reminded of what 
clubs sound like. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> not that I long for comedy clubs, but at this point, I'd be happy in a basement. Absolutely. I do think uh, live entertainment might come out of this stronger than it was before. Just oh, yes. There really is no substitute for being with other people. It, it's so true. Zoom ain't cutting it. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, the Zoom miss... social gatherings really take it out of me. That's why I haven't talked to anybody else today. You're the first person I've spoken to. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> to just have <laughs> the voice and not the picture. Oh, I love it. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Well, um, the the album is called Hard Pass. People can get it anywhere, right? Yeah. My pinned tweet has all the links. Pin tweet. Um, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> and my website Wonderful. too. Uh, well, I'm always honored when I get a fave from you. Oh, please. Uh, on Twitter. I always feel like, see, we're on the same page. <laughs> You're one of my fave we- Twitter followers. <laughs> so I'm happy to fave. <laughs> we get it. Now, yeah. I spoke over your website, though. What, where's What's the website? It's katiecompa.com. Everything I have is katiecompa because I'm the only one. I'm very fortunate. So uh, easy. Yes. K-A-T-I-E-C-O-M as in Mary, P as in Paul, A. It's wonderful. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm so glad this worked out, Katie. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I wish you all the best. Good health. Hang in there. Yep. Same to you. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. Katie Kampa, folks. Just wonderful to catch up. Uh, I do like hearing from people out there who help us keep perspective on things. It's so easy for me, at least, to just go right down to the hole of depression and anxiety and endless sorrow. And that's all valid, too. Don't get me wrong. But if we can, let's try to moderate our despair. It's about the best we can do. I ordered a bunch of masks, and some folks have sent them to us, which is also great. Wearing a mask makes me feel a lot more comfortable and slightly less afraid. Whatever it takes, I wish you good health and remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Stay safe. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.